0: Okay, we are all here at the Edge of NFT and ready to dive into a special Hot Topic Spotlight episode, where we go deep with the team on their latest drops, projects, and announcements. But first, a quick shout out to St. Motel for supporting us with our new intro music for the podcast. Thanks to AJ Jackson and the whole crew. Let us know what you think. Ethan, who is joining us for today's journey?
1: Yes, today's episode features guests, Maddie Moe, a.k.a. the most famous artist, Ara Katz, co-founder and co-CEO of Seed Health, and Dr. Christopher Mason, professor of physiology and biophysics at Weill Cornell Medical College. We'll intro on each of these prestigious folks. Maddie has been featured on our podcast before, during our DeFi Summit episodes, and is making his triumphant return. As a refresher for our listeners, Maddie is a New Mexico based artist and entrepreneur best known for creating the social token powered global community known as the most famous artist. Together, they create large scale headline generating spectacles and are working on helping 10,000 artists achieve financial freedom independent of institutional gatekeepers. Ara, she's the co founder and leads seed health, a microbial sciences company, pioneering applications of microbes to impact human and environmental health. In collaboration with leading scientists, their decentralized model enables rapid efficient development of multiple category defining probiotics. She is also co lead of seed labs, solving Pressing Ecological Challenges with Bacterial Tech. Among many other accolades, Ara was named in Marie Claire's The New Guard, The 50 Most Influential Women in America, listed on Business Insider's Silicon Alley Top 100, and 36 Rockstar Women in NYC Tech. Dr. Mason, his research is focused on high-throughput sequencing-based methods to generate cell-specific molecular maps of genetic, epigenetic, and transcriptional activity, which provides multidimensional molecular portraits of development and disease. He then develops algorithms to leverage these data for detecting, cataloging, and functionally annotating interactions between these molecular changes and also connecting them to larger datasets for replication and contextualization. In the very long term the hope is that these systems-based methods will enable such a rich understanding of the functional elements of the human genome that we can begin to repair or re-engineer these genetic networks for ameliorating or attenuating disease now i'm attempting an english translation of all that that just means he processes tons of data to understand the role of dna in health he analyzes the data and combines it with other data to understand what's going on hopefully someday fix our health by fixing dna welcome everyone to the program it is an honor and a privilege to have you here as if the world of entity wasn't crazy enough you amazing folks have come together to raise awareness of the game-changing nature of c's research into the science of probiotics and its implications on our health and on the earth's health with a very interesting topic and that is the kind of the sort of
2: shittiest NFT drop. Is that really is that what we're talking about today? It's uh, it's actually the most shittiest oh, NFT.
1: Most shittiest NFT drop. Wow. OK. All right. So, um, Maddie, tell us a little bit about how we're going to bring some respect to our shit today.
2: Well, poop has for a long time been very taboo and has been something that's been flushed away, but it actually contains so much data that can lead to advancing human health around the globe. I personally am very involved in the NFT space as an artist and involved in creating headline generating spectacles. So I've come together with Dr. Mason and Ara and Seed to try to do a drop that we know is going to generate headlines but also intends to raise money for research for gut brain health. It's a NFT, one of one. It's both a physical and a digital object. So the digital NFT will come paired with a physical object, which is actually a glass encapsulation of my human fecal matter. Uh, There is a long history of using human biological matter in art, including Duchamp's urinal, and Manzoni's scan of Shit, and, which is currently at the, the Tate Modern and in the, in the Permanent Collection. So this fits both in the art canon, but also in this world of NFTs and that it's something that will hopefully be differentiated in its avant-garde approach, we'll say, and its potential benefits to science and research. Excellent.
0: Well, that, that's something else. I have to ask though, how did you all come together around this concept, around this idea? What's the backstory here?
3: I can speak a little bit, having been the somewhat the the orchestrator of you know one of the things that we really pride ourselves on at, at Seedouts. Out of all the awesome research we get to do in, in various areas of microbiome and um, and microbial sciences, is really we're always thinking about like how we can use art to Trojan horse um, science into the zeitgeist and into pop culture, and I think. You know, we've done it before, we, we did a campaign uh, a couple of years ago called Give a Shit, which was actually one of the largest citizen science initiatives to compile the largest image database of stool, which helped train uh, an AI to be able to recognize and characterize stool off of an image, which hadn't previously been done. And so we really used that and we won a bunch of awards for it, not just because it was an awesome project and we actually got to thousands and thousands of images from around the world. But it was a way of actually also destigmatizing, as Maddie kind of pointed out, this area of human health that we've literally flushed away, but that actually has revealed itself to have extraordinary potential in understanding and characterizing it, which is, of course, um, part of what uh, a lot of what Chris's work is about, in understanding the way that both the characterization of the microbes that live within and on us and the role that they play in health and the development of pathology but also the way that we can harness the potential of those microbes to actually use them for probiotics or live biotherapeutics or other applications in the environment to improve health. And so one of the things we like to do is think about how we can provoke and and really catalyze these important conversations. But NFTs was really important for me because... We're always thinking about, you know, we work in a lot of areas of health that people find disgusting. And there's a really interesting history of why they're disgusting. There's obviously many genres of humor that have been enabled because people find these things disgusting. And I think that you know, there's a very human side to, you know, even in Chris's bio, I think there was something, you know, there's, there's an aspect of humanization to this that I think is incredibly important. We're, before we were on the call, Chris was talking about, you know, over 15% of the population today lives with with things like, you know, ca- like conditions like IBS, and that doesn't even characterize. All the people who, are so, who live with disrupted quality of life are the things that actually, outside of the physical symptoms, the shame, and a lot of the other aspects um, of disrupted health that just are not really honestly talked about. And so we think a lot about, you know, poop is something that, of course, we never really saw the value of, but NFTs are something that have provoked a huge conversation that disrupt the traditional value systems of art. Um, of obviously crypto and blockchain disrupt the traditional and decentralize the traditional ways that value has been created in the world. I think we're coming off of a year where people are asking all kinds of questions about our systems and the things that generate value. And so for us, it was kind of that meta wink of saying, well, could we actually mint human fecal matter, something that is so questionably valuable as an NFT, something that people also find totally in some ways, in some parts of the art world and other parts of, you know, people who don't understand something as a way of saying, like, you know, could disgusting plus disgusting equal value. And so I think it was just our way of saying, like, let, let's use these, these new methodologies and mediums to really, really Trojan horse these big ideas and conversations that we need to be having. And we do it all to raise money for research.
1: By the way, by the way, Maddie, you should have definitely eaten some mint before you dropped that turd. And I just don't know if you had that kind of forethought, but maybe you can pretend that's what happened.
4: <laughs> you know, I, I, it, it's interesting because my, my girlfriend painted a a picture of her brother's thesis related really to neurosurgery and neuroscience. And as you're sharing that and reflecting on the fact that scientific drawings are beautiful, scientific photography is often considered art. And it's featured everywhere. This is a much more literal sort of example of, of science at the end of the day.
5: Yeah, it, re- it really is. And I think it's just, a, and I was happy to join the team effort because we've studied a lot on, I'm at the Mind Brain Research Institute. And also, we study a lot of microbiome interactions between uh, cancer, as well as uh, neuropsychiatric disorders, and also the microbiome. And we've been looking at microbes at this point for over a decade. And we just keep finding new species, new strains, new biology—really, new functions—in, on, and all around us. And and really, I think blending some of these, you know, functional traits of microbes that we know are important for health and also risk for disease, and you know, giving this uncanny marriage of, uh, you know, financial tool and microbial discovery—it's uh, certainly never been tried before. And you know we we do know, at least from a research perspective, that stool has an extraordinary value. It is not uh, it is actually tragic that we flush it all away because we've we've uh, been using it therapeutically for FM for fecal mecharram transplants, which we'll talk about, as well as just for basic diagnostics and understanding of patients of of inflammatory bowel syndrome or inflammatory bowel disease or Crohn's disease. All these diseases are, are really uh, both a, a, a complex interaction between the human and the microbial cells that you have to view uh, in its entirety, much like you would say for an NFT, you have to view the entire thing and understand the complexity. I think so it's an actually an apt metaphor for the complexity of the biology of, of health and disease. And there's even a, now a wastewater surveillance network from the CDC. So we're not just flushing wastewater away anymore as a national and international effort. We're sequencing sewage everywhere because we know it has value for the pandemic and for better understanding. Yeah.
4: Well, Chris, beyond these, unfortunate diseases that plague our society I mean at the end of the day the the biome is 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 valuable for every human being right I mean it has a lot to do with how we function and our our health uh, could you talk a little bit more about the gut brain access and and how everyone that's listening should care about this
5: absolutely so there is, is I think as most people probably heard at some point about the microbiome is that it's really this entire other ecosystem in on and around you it probably has, Equal to the number of cells in your body as you have for human cells, but also very likely more. There's an ongoing debate about how many bacterial cells and human cells. It depends how vigorously you shower, it depends on what last time you went to the bathroom. So there's a lot of factors, but there's definitely a lot of them. There are literally tens of trillions of them in your body and on you. And they are, are basically they process about a third of the small molecules in your bloodstream are either made by microbes or modified by the microbes in your gut. So if you're looking for the nearest pharmacy, it's really literally just look down by your belly button. There it is. So you could argue that no one is really drug free. We're all drug metabolizers, modifiers and creators, us and our microbes. And, and so there, there is this entire ecosystem, this pharmacy. And then uh, also for the gut-brain axis, you know, 95% of the serotonin in your body, which is a neurotransmitter, is actually in and around your gut. So it's really this entire ecosystem that connects through the vagus nerve, basically from your gut to your brain. And there's this constant feedback between what's happening in your gut and the inflammation or sort of signals from the brain about telling you, of course, obviously, like you're hungry is the most simple one we all think about, but also how you're digesting food, the degree of uh, immune response when you have something that is uh, unusual for your body. And this really you know, consistent, you know, uh, f- phone call back and forth between your brain, your gut that we n- now know is really disrupted in things like risk for depression, schizophrenia, autism, uh, as well as other things that are obvious, like you think of uh, ulcers, or you think of things uh, disrupted microbiome like acne on your skin, things we've known about for years, but the really deep appreciation for the gut brain axis has only come up in the past decade and really uh, transformed how we view uh, neuropsychiatric disease.
3: First of all, just to clarify what Maddie said earlier, the (laughs) was not in just in glass. It was first lyophilized in a capsule, in an FMT capsule, uh, and then put into glass. (laughs) So just for anybody listening. Um, But actually, Chris, it might be awesome to just kind of talk a little bit of um, explain what an FMT is, but then maybe make make the link to... um,
5: Autism, yeah. Sure, sure. So, an FMT, for those who have not heard of it, is a fecal microbiome transplant, which is exactly what it sounds like. Think of donating a kidney, like I'll just pop out the kidney and I can just throw it into another body. The fecal microbiome transplant is can I have a healthy stool microbiome, either put it in a capsule form or suppository? It actually works pretty well both ways. And, and transplant basically a healthy ecosystem onto a, a one that has disease. And so one way to think about this is if you think about putting grass in a backyard where you, you know get soil, but you'd like to have grass, you transplant the grass. Or I think about kidney transplants, the same idea applies. And what you do is you basically replace what is a, a dysbiotic system with one that's healthy. And that and it's not like transplanting just one species or two species. What you do is transplant the whole ecosystem. And so it is is really... An extraordinary, you know, it, it it is a lot like the kidney where you're not giving one type of cell that's found in the kidney to get it to function. You give the whole organ over. And and your microbiome really is this an organ of your body. And so these have been extraordinarily efficacious for treating ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease, anywhere from 50 to 85 percent success rate, depending on which study you look at. So, you know, very few things in medicine are as effective. And so there's really an extraordinary therapy. But the challenge is finding people that are really healthy donors that can be sort of the super stool donors that are really consistently giving healthy ecosystems as as donors. And a lot of nonprofits and clinical trials have started about this as well as startup companies. And what the FMT has really you know been treated historically for GI problems, but now more recently it's been looked at for what microbes are in your gut that might be you know exacerbating or attenuating. You're making better or worse, say autism or depression or other uh, neuropsychiatric disorders. And and there's been, you know, at this point, you know, dozens of studies really linking the two strongly. So we're now in the stage where could we better understand just the species that are there when we find someone's really successful, what's in that transplant and then try and replicate it. So it'd be the equivalent of saying, you know, there's an organ shortage uh, but we barely understand how the organ transplant works, you know, or at least we did 30 years ago. But what if we could grow, you know, really a, a complete ecosystem and and help that as, as a drug, basically as a treatment for autism? And so there's been cases where FMT has radically decreased symptoms, even just changing some probiotics has really helped some autism patients that I've seen clinically at the hospital. And so we know there's an interaction, we know there's this exchange, but we just don't have a lot of just pure data on large trials or or deep characterization of, of these FMTs.
4: Well, we all know how challenging it is to raise money for nonprofits in the current landscape. And we saw the power of, you know, creative endeavors like the Ice Bucket Challenge, for example, which I'm not sure if anyone on this uh, this group.
5: I did it. Yeah. But you probably couldn't do that with a bucket of stool. That wouldn't work as well, I think. As I mean, know. fundraising. No, no. Oh, I agree.
4: But, but this is a close second to that experience, I think.
1: Not this is a this is definitely a don't try this at home episode. Do not try fecal matter transplants at home. Although Ara did uh, give us an interesting stat before we we launched about French kissing and the type of uh, microbes that you can transfer there. I was the one who requested it. She didn't volunteer that.
3: <laughs> well, we were talking earlier. To, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you that stat, which is that um, I think French kissing is you swap about eight million, eighty million microbes. I think is one of the last studies we we saw and. We we have an IRB that was approved last year, which may, maybe we'll do another NFT for, which is uh, which which we'll probably rope Chris into too, which is to um, do a, a citizen science project called Have Sex for Science, where we would um, swab the genital microbes pre and post uh, sex to be able to understand the impact of sex on the on the genital microbiome.
4: Yeah, so we were we were suggesting maybe a kissing sort of NFT, but you're you're going way beyond Perfect. that already. <laughs> you're 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 way beyond that. So our... Tell us a little bit more about the proceeds here and the, you know, the give back program. People probably want to understand details.
3: Yeah. So depending on obviously the final option price, we'll be determining with um, with hopefully the help of Chris and a couple of other of our other scientists uh, where we're going to make the grant. Um, it will be specifically in the area of gut brain research and specifically um, for autism spectrum disorder. And I think, as I said, depending on the size of the grant, it will it will kind of dictate um, exactly uh, where we're going to allocate the, the funds to be most impactful.
4: That's true, because with like the Ice Bucket Challenge, they had so much money raised, they had to sort of figure out how to make sure it was well spent. So your commitment, it sounds like, is on a return on investment um, for science.
3: Absolutely. And it will it will most likely be going, it will very likely be going to a, a PhD or, or, or a lab at um, academic institutions. So it will also be um, tax deductible.
0: Excellent. I, I have to ask a question going back just a smidge here. So if you have a stellar gut microbiome, you're the ideal donor. You just have like a a wealth of value living in, in your gut. Like, are there, are there people that are like these, these uh, ideal donors that are out there, like walking around, you know, with this potential inside of them?
5: I'm going to say uh, yes. I mean, everyone has, you know, microbiomes that, that fluctuate over time or, or that, you know, as you, if anyone has been traveling and gotten, say, traveler's diarrhea, we're all keenly aware of when something can go awry. But when if you have a really healthy ecosystem, it, is, it contains a lot of what are called keystone species in particular, where they maintain a lot of health. and make sure the inflammation is is kept at a decreased level. Uh, One species like this is Acromensia misinophila, which is basically just, you know, a species that keeps the mucin levels correct, keeps the sort of intestinal lining at lower rates of inflammation. There's other species that make, you know, basically small molecules like arachidonic acid that protects some of the intestinal lining. So, you know, we shed our intestinal cells, uh, you know, in a matter of days. But you need, you know, to keep them healthy and keep them protected. So we really just begun to appreciate who carries kind of all these keystone species that are kind of the good actors that seem to be successfully colonized and staying in the gut, not just, tra- tra- you know, transiently coming through. So
0: give me an idea. Like if someone goes in and donates blood, right? I mean, these people that, that they get their rent money from donating blood. If I got a killer gut biome and I want to, you know, make some money, <laughs> you know, like, what do we talk about? What, what can people make off of uh, dedicating, you know, their poop?
5: So there was, you could make like 13,000 a year during the early days of some of the FMT, tra- you know, so, you know, you can, you're not going to get rich, but, you know, that's enough for, you know, you, they can give you like a couple nights out in New York City, maybe that would be enough <laughs> for that, like, it's you know, but, you know, they were, they were being compensated. And if you're really a, a good donor, they'll pay for it, much like you think about donating blood or donating sperm. Um, you know, one, one analogous version would be uh, James Harrison. It was called The Man with the Golden Arm, who actually, he had, a, a, you know, strong and persistent antibodies against the RH group antigen. I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy, but he was basically like the super blood donor that was found in Australia. And he's very rare. And so if you can find someone that has a unique biological feature and really can donate blood or stool, they should donate as much as they can. I think, I think Jeff thinks he's got... I think he's got the shit. I think Jeff thinks he's got the shit.
1: I
0: think that's what's going on. Here. You don't know. There's one no way to find out. I don't know. Josh and I had a buddy though, that like, it was like 10 years ago out of DC though, that had massive uh, gastrointestinal issues. Like he was about to have like surgery, like major man. surgery. And as a last resort, he's like, I'm going to try this uh, FMT thing. And it was like night and day, like almost immediately. He was just back on track. Everything was good to go. It was amazing. It's truly amazing stuff, you know? And I, I don't know, do you, it's a touchy subject, right? It's something that people don't, often talk about poop related items or whatever, right? We talked about it at the beginning, but do you feel like now is, uh, is the time to bring that to the forefront? Is the, is the, the populace ready to take this on when we talk about the problems a lot, but we don't really talk about the solutions that much.
5: I mean, I think so as a scientist uh, and also working a lot in sort of clinical context, I just see, People are are much more frank about it. they. They just know it has value that there's information that's in both urine and stool that uh, can be utilized and to determine what's the best course of action. What's the you know not just but well, right now FMT is pretty just a broad treatment like it's just you know again just yes no can, similar like an organ like we we'll just give you the organ but we we also test for you know essentially immune rejection like so now you know FMT is getting a lot more refined. Much like uh, we see uh, organ transplants, you want to make sure that it won't be rejected. So I think I think we'll see it get more and more refined, and get more and more manufactured. I hope, and then you know what's uh, happening today.
3: There's also a great microbiome. Uh, there's this great South Park episode on FMTs in the microbiome. If anyone, if you want to put it in the show notes.
4: Awesome. Yes, most we definitely. Can. We'll totally do that. So, Maddie, you've done a lot of things over the years, some of which has has gotten negative attention, some has been positive attention. You've approached art in a, a variety of ways. What are the similarities and differences between this project and projects that you've worked on in the past?
2: Sure. Well, I'd like to start by saying that using the form factor of an FMT and embedding it in a museum quality object and pairing that with an NFT is about as forward looking as you can get as an artist. Great artists tell the stories of their time using the tools of their time with nods to the past. So in that respect, this art project aligns with the type of work that I've been trying to create since day one. This type of work isn't for everybody, but we know that the more polarizing the work, the deeper the conversation, and really what we're trying to do is stimulate a discussion around the value of the human gut biome and so regardless of the outcome of this auction i think the fact that we we're able to come on this com- on this podcast and have this conversation and reach your audience and have dr mason speak about this stuff and have our commission and artists like me to do it says that the fusion between art and science is happening and nfts are a platform through which that can be brought to the public so I will say it's not as jovial as my pink house is, and it's not as snarky as my private jet experience, and it's not not as awe-inspiring, perhaps, as the Monoliths project, but it's an incredibly important project for me because it shows that as an artist, you have a platform, and with that platform, you can make a difference.
4: Right on.
5: And also personally, I feel like you know when you're creating art, you know if some if you have problems, it's probably if you're distracted. If you have GI issues, it's hard to focus. But if everything's going well, you know you can be more creative. You can be uh, free of distraction, uh, or or create the best better distractions, if you will. And you can do either, either or both. And so I think, yeah, I mean, health is important for everyone. I, I would argue artists especially.
2: And I have a personal history with having gut issues, and it literally debilitated me to the point where I couldn't make art. And the cultural production I've been working on in the last, let's say, three years is a byproduct of me having a healthy gut. So anything I can do to support more folks figuring out how to get a healthy gut feels like a a gift to the creative community and, and an all-around good thing.
4: You know, it, it's, it's interesting, Maddie, because my girlfriend follows you on Instagram. She was excited when she found out we were doing this show. She doesn't take a lot of selfies. She's not into the color pink. It seems like each of your projects, you know, brings in an entirely different audience.
2: Yeah, that's that's one of the challenges with getting engagement going on Instagram in particular is most people pick a particular aesthetic and every single time they do a project, people kind of know what they're getting and they, they very rarely veer off that path. I think the through line with my work is that it's specifically designed to generate headlines so that we can play with the mainstream media to Trojan horse big ideas into the collective consciousness. And so this headline, like I'm imagining the headline as we're working on this project. And it's like the most famous artist sells the most shittiest NFT to raise a million dollars for gut health research. That to me is a headline that will spread and it doesn't have to be satirical or snarky or spectacular in order to spread it just has to be designed in a particular way and I truly believe this project aligns with with that methodology of thinking as far as my art practice goes
0: sounds like a match made in heaven I'm sure are Maddie's uh, passions and projects like uh, aligned with your vision I'm, I'm guessing pretty quickly yeah from the time you guys met
3: yeah, I mean I've I've known Maddie for a long time. So this is also just really personally meaningful because it's always wonderful to it's like see how people in your life kind of come back full circle. So absolutely.
5: So man, are there any other of your kinds of cells that you'd like to encapsulate by chance? Just out of curiosity. <laughs>
2: I'm saving those for twenty two and twenty-three. <laughs> uh, you know, I got only only one a human biological matter project at a time per yeah, year. That's makes my
5: sense. quota. It makes
2: sense,
3: yeah. <laughs> I have the next pitch ready for you already, Maddie. Don't worry.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Amazing. So you know for our listeners that that are really interested in it. So when and, and
2: where is this drop happening? So I'll speak to that because I'm kind of minting it from my wallet we're debating between three platforms right now which largely has to do with transaction fees and the platform's willingness to like support us in distributing the project because one of our main intentions is to give back as much of the proceeds as possible to scientific mm-hmm. research and platforms have differing fees so we will not we will not be able to tell you exactly which platform we're being we're on we're we're working bet- with OpenSea Foundation and Maker's Place to make a decision about which one of those platforms. We're planning on minting this on June 29th. That's a Tuesday, I believe. We are working with a number of collectors and collector groups to decide what the right starting bid is for this auction and how long this auction ought to take. I imagine there's going to be some kind of press cycle that starts, especially after we've minted this and then after the first bid comes in. So, we're trying to do our best to design the auction to yield the best results for this project. Um, Sorry, I can't be more specific than that, but I will talk about the specific thing being minted. It's a glass crapsule, Uh, it's a glass encapsulation of a crapsule or FMT. It's been shot with a 360 degree camera in high resolution. So the object will be floating and it's going to be a photograph of the actual sculptural object. Whoever buys the NFT will then be sent the sculptural object. They will not be paired other than after that first sale. And the object's been created in such a way and and, and with such attention to detail that it could end up in a museum's permanent collection, given the right collector. So we're approaching this in all seriousness, even though, we're we're talking about kind of uh, you know kind of a, a silly topic like poop.
3: Yeah, and the production level—it's—it's it, it's like museum quality. It's—it's it, it's, um, embedded in 19 layers of of glass as a as a fairly as a big cube. So from one side it looks like it's actually like floating. The other side you see like a lot of refraction, so it's beautiful. And then the NFT, the production even of the digital asset is being photographed actually with this like 360 robotic arm and then uh, rotoscoped and then created into like a really beautiful like kind of motion motion object too. So we're very excited about that.
5: It's beautiful.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it.
1: And by the way, I mean just to remind us all, you know, this is what we're all about here on Edge of NFT. This this will be Probably the first place you hear about this, where this this interview is being pre recorded, and you'll get to hear about this first from Edge of NFT as a groundbreaking project. It's groundbreaking ideas and art and science, and so it's very fitting that we're gonna, that we're dropping this for you guys, or pun intended, I guess pun intended and not intended. <laughs> and yeah, and we're hoping to bring you as we as we have been from the start more and more of the latest uh, information and the things that are going to be changing in the future not just uh, today but into the to the long term
0: Absolutely. That's yeah, exciting. And it's been great to hear from all of you about this. We do want to do something a little special also for, for the listeners of the podcast that want to uh, you know, follow you and, and follow the project and, uh, and participate in some of the really cool things happening in your worlds. And so if you follow us on Twitter at Edge of NFT and keep an eye out for details, you'll hear all the information you need about a special giveaway generously offered by today's amazing panel of guests. And so it'll include the art Bounty, which is A-R-T, that's the most famous artist, Maddie's uh, Art Coin, and uh, we'll have 50 of those, and, and they'll be split up among a number of our uh, participants in a, a contest. Again, details um, to be announced. As well as uh, five, the Future is Shit wearables, talking about shirts here for folks that are, are interested, and, and you get all the details here soon. Follow us at the uh, Edge of NFT, and we'll share that with you, and, uh, and you can become part of the community and support this amazing uh, project and collaboration that's coming forward so if folks want to learn more and go deeper where can they go to learn more about you and the projects you're working on or let's start with you
3: oh did you say sorry did you say me i didn't, I didn't hear you say yeah that.
0: no no it's okay yeah so uh, where can they follow you
3: yeah so we are at seed on instagram uh seedhealth.com is where you can see all of our all of our work and the most shittiest nft.com is we'll be live the morning of the drop
2: amazing
0: Maddie, where can folks follow you?
2: If you Google the most famous artist, you'll find me. Uh, and you can go to the mostfamousartist.com to figure out how to join the community and get involved. You just
4: have to look to the left of Pablo Picasso. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and Dr. Mason, how about you? Uh, so there's a Twitter handle is at Mason underscore lab, as in like Mason lab. Uh, Instagram is Christopher E. Mason and also just there's masonlab.net which has all of our research and also a 500 year plan for research that we're uh, endeavoring to complete Although I'll, I'll be dead for most of that plan but the the book just came out there uh the next 500 years as well engineering life to reach new worlds on sale wherever books are sold let's be optimistic chris who knows maybe i <laughs> will <he'll> make <laughs> it might, might, be, might be. if we get the fmt right i
1: think uh might as long as you never know Yeah, <laughs> your microbiome wants to live you know just as long as you do so i
4: i just <laughs> i just heard about a uh, new longevity data wow, that's formed to increase longevity. So maybe you got to take a look at that one. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. For sure, for sure.
4: Vital, I think it's called.
0: (laughs) Nice. Okay, well, I think we've reached the outer limit at the Edge of NFTs for today. So thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship. So invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to iTunes right now, rate us, say something cool, and then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. Thanks again, everybody. Amazing conversation.
5: Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.